We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This thing on? See, now I'm getting mad. Because it's getting ready to be on. I want my whiskey to bite me a little bit. This is the kind of psychopath that I hang out with. I got beat up outside of a Denny's. The Rock Pile Report with Buffalo Bills season ticket holder, Drew Gear. He likes to get in the ex's nose. Something I can't do with this podcast because I drink too much. Chris Kruger. My rollerblading blonde mohawk producer. The pettiest, hardest drinking Bills podcast. I'm an adult. I know what I'm about. Everybody to another edition of the Rock Pile Report Podcast. I am your host, Bill Season Ticket Holder Drew Gear. That's my producer, Chris Kruger. And to my left, Chris, we are here catching up with the captain ahead of training camp, Mr. Reed Ferguson. How are you tonight, sir? I'm doing great. I uh, I love what you guys have done with the place. This is fantastic. It almost like it Chris and I are the farthest thing from professionals. But the setup, if you were to put two people I, I, who might not look like they were heading into like small claims court in a suit and tie, like if you brought them in here, this would feel like a p- professional setup. Absolutely. <laughs> I wish I had something like this uh, of my own. Well, someday. 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 For I'm about to hire Chris to come set my, my studio up. So that's Mr. Reed Ferguson, Buffalo Bills long snapper, Buffalo Bills team captain, barbecue influencer. And one of the ringleaders of hashtag Grills Mafia. That's right. Cameo star? Really? I, Cameo? What, what about do- it? What are you doing? I mean... Chris, can we talk about... I almost feel like this is like an intervention here. Okay. Cameo? I, what's the... What's the oh, Nothing. It's just hilarious. I'm hearing about it. It's just hilarious to me that a guy who wasn't like super comfortable doing like public speaking stuff when you first started out here now is a cameo. I, uh, I, I was, I was influenced by some other people that did it and <laughs> said that it's like a nice, like a good way to make some extra cash on the side while also reaching out to fans and stuff. So Chris, what's worse? The fact that he does a cameo or the fact that he only charges $39 for it. That's it. $39. 69. Should be 69. That's what I'm saying. I mean, have a little pride. You're better <laughs> than that. I don't anybody to pay for it if it's $69. Here's the worst. Here's the worst part of this whole thing. Your brother, Blake, $49. Uh, he's, yeah. So does he get $10 more me. than you because he has hair? 
Like, is that what this is? You're bald, worth, he's not, so he gets 10 it's bucks? It's worth the extra 10. <laughs> to see the flow? Yep. Yeah. Uh, worth the extra 10. Team. He's got more, he's got, you know, he's got more followers. He kind of does the whole, you know, he's way more active on he's social hype city. stuff. He's hype, hype city. city. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I'm not, I mean, it's, you know, to each their own. That's hilarious. And you are the co-host of the After the Snap podcast with your brother, Miami Long Snapper Blake Ferguson. And you guys, well, first Produced of all, by me. Produced by, yes. I, I guess I should throw Chris in there. He does produce the show. Does a great so job. Does a, he does great an job. Adi- he, he does, does a great job. job. He does a great job. Maybe an adequate job for you guys. He does a great job for us. Yeah. Because ah. I go through the podcast with a fine tooth. I home. have to say he does, he, he does a great job for us. Strictly because of the interview, the the the, in, the intro, <laughs> the intro is magic. He really is like I, I know I discuss a, a lot, job. but uh, no, he's he's phenomenal at what yeah. he does, and I'm mm-hmm. glad that he's producing your guys' show because I think yeah. it sounds great. Here, let's crack a beer. Cheers. Crack a beer. What did you What did you give me here? I don't even know that it has a label on it. I just know that it's from San Diego. I believe and, Andrew McGowan sent it to us. Andrew McGowan sent to sent it to us. So thank you, Andrew. He's probably shitting himself San right Diego, now. San Diego, California. Yep. Yeah. San Diego IPAs, sir. So let's talk about this first. So after the snap, your podcast just celebrated its first anniversary. Mm-hmm. Uh, How's it feel to finally have something in common with uh, Chris and I here? Uh, you know, the common folk and the rest of us. Uh, Dorks in their mother's basement, quote unquote, <laughs> running no, podcasts. It's um, it's been great. Um, Blake and I have thoroughly enjoyed uh, spending you know a couple hours every week talking to each other. I think I've I've enjoyed it from that aspect because um, after you know we got seven months in college together, uh, we had a little bit of high school together, a little bit of college together, and then after that we kind of just parted ways and. You know, I've I've been in Buffalo for the majority of you know the the majority of each year the past six years, and then you know he's been finishing college, uh, not as much off time you know like to to travel and go home. Mm-hmm. When, you know our schedules didn't really link up a lot, and um, <clears throat> it's been I've I've enjoyed it from just getting getting that that's a that's a way for me to hang out with him for a couple hours during the week when I haven't normally gotten a couple hours to do that, you know, See, the past couple years. I, you know, that that's a big part of it for me. I also like, you know, what we can bring. Uh, we can bring an off-the-field voice and kind of peel back the curtain a little bit yeah. for, for the fans and for uh, people that, that, that support us and kind of what, kind of what we're all about. Um, so like that, that part I'm enjoying as well, but, uh, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's been great. We're, we're having a blast. We've got some great guests coming up. Um, it comes out next week. So next if you, week, if you want to drop, I was going to say, do, do Chris knows I know. who we're having on, uh, next week, Tuesday and Wednesday, uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, the two separate, we're pre-recording one of them, Yeah, but one, one, uh, we're recording an interview next week. Uh, I guess I'll tease it. Or just announce it here. You can announce. You can. It's coming. This is coming out what Monday? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Monday. So it's coming out Monday. So. <clears throat> so uh, next Tuesday, we'll have um, number seventeen, 
Josh Allen on the podcast. No shit. So, um, yeah. Congratulations. How did, you, yep. How did you get him on the podcast? Uh, well, Does he you even know, talk we to were, specialists? Yeah, we were just uh, <laughs> hanging out. He was playing some ping pong, and I was like, hey, man, come join the pod. <laughs> it's funny, though, because um, we had, I guess, gosh, it was about a month ago, Chris, maybe, Jalen Waddle. Yeah. Uh, about a month ago. I think it was right after we uh, reported back up here for – our off-season stuff, um, we we recorded with Jalen and I think Blake. Uh, the, you know that you know that podcast did well. His teammates kind of saw we were doing some stuff. You know, like oh, Jalen was on. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think Blake told me like Tyreek Hill was like when you have a me on the podcast or like like he's <laughs> he's gonna eventually be on the podcast. So it's like he he wants to be on it. Some other guys reach out to Blake. Hey, when are you when you get me on the podcast? We had Gabe on the podcast, I think, two weeks later after after Jalen, or maybe it was the next week. I can't remember. Um, and then I had a couple guys ask me, like, hey, you know, <laughs> hey, I heard you, you know, I saw you, you had Gabe on the podcast. Isaiah McKenzie came on. He's like, when are you getting me on the podcast? So, of course, Isaiah McKenzie, we obviously have more in, in um, more, what's the word I'm thinking of? What's the phrase I'm thinking of? More in, in common, common uh, with each other because he owns a barbecue restaurant in Miami, Florida, or a, you know a couple of locations. Mm-hmm. So like that is going to be, uh, you know, a, a probably a hefty section of the uh, podcast we talk about. I got to talk to so Isaiah just, McKenzie yeah. for 20 minutes my entire life. I got 20 minutes of FaceTime with the dude, and the only thing I could ask about was barbecue. Dude's a brisket fanatic. Yeah. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah, smart guy. Um, you know, he. I mean, he knows what he's doing. He's he's great at, <laughs> at branding himself. But um, it's uh, no. I mean, it's you know, to back to the original question. It's been great. We've enjoyed it. We've got a lot of great guests. We've had a lot of great guests. We're having more. You know, great guests. So <laughs> yeah, you're blowing uh, up. Here. Yeah. So we're we're hoping to. I uh, told Josh. I said, I asked him like you know a couple weeks ago. I said, you know, you come on the podcast. No problem. Let's do it. And I said, I just want to get you on before he does the uh, the golf, the match with uh, Mahomes, Brady, and Rogers. So that'll be that, that's where kind of that will definitely be asking him about that. But, so that's going to be yeah. an incredible listen. Everybody needs yeah. to go check it out. You know what's hilarious hearing this, Chris? The only people who ever like really approach us hard and be like, "Hey, when are you getting me on the podcast?" It's the drunks I play softball with, and the guys who get hammered with us at tailgates. Those are the guys who are like, well, let me on the podcast. I'll, I'll, no. I'll tell these people what's up. <laughs> no. I, I will put the kibosh on that immediately. I, just, I love that you guys have really kind of taken off and found your own way through this. It's it's here, Cheers, dude. Yeah, it's, cheers. It's been fun watching this blow up for you. So the Grills Mafia thing. I hate an incredible amount of what social media brings into just my... We talk about it. We, we joke about it all the time. We're narcissists. So most of what goes on on social media just rolls off of us because I, I can just there's ignore a, it. Um, there's a certain part of social media that is um, narcissistic. Yeah, but if you're narcissist, if you're a narcissist it's in the va- right it, way, well, because it's, it's not so much I'm going to tell you everything I think like it's right, correct. Right. It's that. I don't have to say anything it's, it's because the, I have opinions right, right. and your opinions think, don't matter enough to me exactly, to, for me exactly. to take them in. Yep. And But I hate a lot of what I see out there. <clears throat> and so it's been kind of fun that this whole Grills Mafia thing 
is yeah. is slowly becoming it, a movement. I mean, it, it's um, was that your break for me to answer? Well, no, but I'm I'm just I'm looking at you and I'm thinking to myself, how did you get involved in this? And how well, what was your not even involved, but Traeger. where did this whole thing come from? Traeger. Yeah, I mean, um, that that definitely started it. Uh, they Traeger reached out to me when I made the team a couple years, you know, back a couple years ago, and um, wanted to send me a grill. Uh, I had never really had much experience up until then, just really kind of doing it with my dad at home. And um, <clears throat> you don't don't worry. I remember when you couldn't cook. <clears throat> I know. Oh yeah. Oh, oh no. I know. I, I, know. Rem- I remember you living yep. in Chris's back room. Yep. Just Wegmans. Yep. Every meal All of the, the day was pre- Chef Wegmans was cooking yep. for you. Well, beca- <laughs> well, I, I it was only Wegmans because uh, Chris told me I couldn't go to Subway anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The first time you were coming over. <laughs> You were first night, over. yeah. First night, you guys were recording. Yep. First night, I was back. Uh, it was. Um, you had just signed the was practice the, squad. Yep, yep. And then you were like, "Hey, is it cool if I, you cool if I stop at Subway and bring a sub over?" And I was like, "What you're going to do is you're going to leave your hotel." <laughs> I probably still have. You know what? While you're telling the story, I'm going to see if I can look back and, and see if I can see if I have that text from. That would be great. That would be great if you did because I told Reed, I go, "You're going to leave your hotel. You're going to take a left out of your hotel. You're going to go to the traffic light. It's essentially Slade and Orchard Park Road. You're going to take a right, and then you're going to take your first left into the Wegmans. You're going to go inside the Wegmans, enter in the right side." Entrance, and when you walk in, go immediately to the right to, was, the, to the deli, yep. and it's going to be like a public sub, except on steroids. Yep, it's going to be so much better. Game changer. He was spot on. Uh, I don't have the text anymore. I'm sorry. Mo- Here's but my question: I can, I, It's it's uh, that's spot on. It so was he, it was like he it was like he sent me an instruction manual, a step by step. So very then, detailed. what I love about this though is, so you went from being that guy to being yep. the guy who's now. <laughs> Hey, Traeger sends me a grill, and they want to kind of do some stuff with me, and this is going to be fun. Not only that, you went to Salt Lake City. Now you're being being asked to attend uh, summits, barbecue summits. Yeah. I would have never guessed uh, if you had told me that, uh, you know, six years ago. But, uh, no, I mean, you know, go back to your original question. I think it's been – I mean, it's – you guys have seen it. I mean, you're, you know, Mm -hmm. you're in it. You're in it now. I mean, it's totally organic. Yep. And grassroots movement. Grassroots movement. Um, you know, it started, I, you know, last March. You know, mm-hmm. over a year ago. Um, really on on Twitter, and now we're on Instagram. But uh, I think you know, it's it's been great. I think um, now there's merch. Merch Shirts. now. Um, there's and I, and you know what? Uh, just just a quick aside on that. Uh, I posted a while back. Um, a dude, a message a guy said, sent me, I don't know, if, did you remember, did you see it? Yeah. You know, ta- like, no, like, as if I was trying to take advantage and, like, earn money off. That's totally not. We're sending a huge portion of our proceeds to charities and stuff. Mm-hmm. So this is this is very much not for financial gain. Um, definitely trying to uh, improve and build the community. Yeah, he's not Dan you know, Snyder that, here, folks. Yeah, he's yeah. not trying not to profiteer. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not hiding... Uh, <laughs> I'm not hiding shirt prices. Yeah, uh, tr- you know fr- from you can't really profit off of <clears throat> Grills Mafia if that face is your target audience. <laughs> he's pointing at me, folks, and you're right. He's he's got a point. That's fair. Here's one thing that I'll say. I I I, I struggle to get over the the idea that you're a Traeger guy. 
No, like, that's that's well. See, okay, so I'm. I'll have this conversation with you if you yep. want to have this conversation. Okay, let's yeah. have it. I think that I have a charcoal grill that okay. I love to cook on. I have a gas grill that I love to cook on. And okay, I also have a couple triggers. Okay, see now this is what I was going to ask. I got. I'm all three because because. Traeger, it's it's like an outdoor oven. That's a f- that is a fair, that is fair, and that's fair. And, and as somebody who's kind of a purist about this thing, that's fair. Both Iman and I, yes. Iman, the Q forty two barbecue, yep. he's great, great sauce. Yeah, we uh, <laughs> we're both purists about that kind of thing. That's fair. And so seeing the whole Traeger thing, like obviously, and it because you've seen it, you start a Twitter thread about what you're cooking, and you mentioned Traeger, and you got four hundred people commenting on it. Going back, it turns into a shit show yeah, pretty yeah. quickly. Can we at least agree that no matter how you're cooking it, Traeger, charcoal, gas grill, it's still better than sous vide. <laughs> like, we've got Nate Geary and Bruce Nolan out here running around sous, try, trying to act like sous vide is real cooking. I got news for you, boys. If it takes you five to six hours to prep a steak and you still have to heat up a pan in order to finish it, you're not cooking, you're just dicking around. You're someone with way in too a water much time. T- you need a hobby. What you yeah. need is another hobby besides whatever this is. Um, okay, so I'll have this conversation. I think that is that is totally legit argument. Mm-hmm. I will say from a, you can join me on this soon to be uh, second dad, a second. Oh no, he's here. Around again. Tom, Tommy's here. I've got Tommy, two boys. No, sorry, we're, we're fighting here. for sleep over here. Tom, we're T H O M. Relatively Tom. new dad. Yep. You know, thirteen months ago. Yeah. Sometimes we're strapped for time. That is true. I think one advantage and one highly sought after aspect of the Traeger community is the convenience. simplicity, okay. convenience of it, while still they you can still churn out a delicious whatever you want to cook. You can't sear on the new one you can because they have a they have a a side, an offset uh, so here's what's funny. top on the side of it. So like they're they're. I'm surprised answering. he doesn't have the model number, Chris. I was waiting for him to pull out like a fact sheet, like a car salesman, yep. and be like, "So oh, the model so and so." Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, it, it's a fair argument. Okay. I came. Pre- I came prepared. Okay. So, because so and I will hear that. I know. That, I know. There's a couple people in the uh, in the community that have the, that share the feeling. I, I understand that, and and I agree that. <laughs> It's hard to beat something over wood fire, charcoal fire. It's hard to beat it. Now, hear I me totally out. Understand. The only counterpoint I'll offer before we move on here. You said, dad, two kids, new dad. I've got two kids now. Um, you're talking about convenience. You're talking about time. Sometimes that, hey, I got to go stand outside for 15, 20 minutes and just monitor the hell out of this thing because it's going to burn. That 20 minutes... Some days of just me and a beer and my grill and outside and quiet, that might be the 20 minutes I get for the day. Yep. That, that's just mine. And no one can mess with it. Not my neighbors, not my coworkers. Understandable. Not, that is totally understandable. So and hopefully I find out in a couple years how, you know, what that's like. Exactly. But in a couple years, you'll know the feeling. But for now, yeah. enjoy it. And yep. look, we'll agree to disagree. Yeah, we'll, cheers. We'll, cheers. We'll, we'll toast to that. We'll how, how is that San Diego beer? Do you have... We haven't done a beer review on. Haven't done a beer review on after the snap in a while. How is that? That's it, it's delicious. I told Drew I wanted something light. Um, this is 
fantastic. It's got a little um, like a citrusy. All right. I'm trying to look at it. Well, from here I can see that the can is orange. Yeah. So orange can. Uh, very clean. Citrus. My favorite colors, honestly. Um, yeah, this is this is delicious. Well, there, it's, Andrew uh, McCown. Andrew, you nailed North it. Park, nailed it. North Park Beer Company, Murky IPA. I'm sorry, Murky. Yep, Murky IPA. See, you nailed it, Andrew. Yeah, this another. Is, this is delicious. Another hitter. San Diego, California, six and a half percent. And I'll tell you this: as far as the Grills Mafia nice community job. is concerned. Check it out on social media, guys, yep. because we've got something coming up here in the next uh, month that I think some of you might be interested in. Yes. If you're if you're interested in, uh, I don't know, shaking some hands, eating some food, getting to say hi, maybe raising a glass, sure. just f- follow along with Grills Mafia on Twitter. You get some more information in the coming weeks, but we got something fun coming down the pipeline. Now, obviously, at some point during this podcast, we're going to have to talk about football, or our listeners will mutiny. Sure. But it would Fair be enough. funny if you and I just sat here and shot the shit about how much I hate baseball. We argued about Traegers for an hour and a yep. half. Yep. Like, this is the type of stuff we do, like... like we'll it's, hard, it's hard for me <laughs> to hear you say you hate baseball when uh, in the studio... Yeah, it's on it's a 65-inch TV. 65-inch full screen facing us, uh, I think, a little more than Chris. Yeah. I, I put, um, Rita put that on specifically for you. Yeah. Now, it is a third Thursday. Yeah. Within the baseball season, Thursday, not typically a heavy, heavy game, baseball day. Heavy yep. game day. Yep. A lot of the games are already happened this afternoon. Reed's Yankees ended up losing in the bottom of the ninth to the Orioles. Uh, but yeah, so I, two I, out of three. There comes. I do point, have the Diamondbacks and Cubs on in the studio. There comes a point every single summer where there is literally. Here's where I'm a degenerate. Well, actually, no, there's a million other ways I'm a degenerate. <laughs> but here's one of my degenerate tendencies. I'm a sucker for any... Like, at a certain point, I just need a beer and something you can keep scoring. I'll watch anything. But I kind of need it. So, curling, if that's what's on, mm. I, I'm, I'm your target audience now for however long I can hang out and drink a beer and watch this. There was at a some point, point every summer, we hit this dead spell where there is July. nothing but July. baseball. July. And I find myself fighting the urge what? to pay attention yeah. to it. I don't want to, what? but a part of me is dragging yeah. me towards it because it's like, well, there's a contest on. <clears throat> ah, there's guys doing something. It's better yeah. than watching what yeah. what network TV sitcoms. Yeah. Put a gun in my mouth. There is a point in time where when you were living with me on, in South Buffalo, I remember specifically waking up on a Saturday morning and you had... A plate of food in front of you that would make Waffle House jealous, and you had soccer on. Yes, I'm like, all right. I sit there and I, wa- I watched soccer with you, and I was like, all right, we, we're gonna have to go to Mezcat. Yeah, and then you two started yeah. going out for yeah. brun- soccer brunch, yep. and I was like, yeah. What Reed, was your buddy's name that lived above Mezcat? Dan, 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 Dan Pelgrin. Tottenham, Tottenham fan, I think. Yeah, Tottenham Hotspur. Yep. But there's. Uh, there's a thing that Reed and I have as far as a connection where, like, I can sit down and watch a sporting event if the person I'm watching with is, like, extremely into it. You were... Okay. Chris you loved made, going to Mess K with Yeah. Me. You see, made, I can as, see that. You made a, yeah, this giant plate of breakfast food, and you're, wa- like, oh, I'm watching soccer until, like, 11. Like and a kid then, on Saturday yeah. mornings with cartoons? Yeah. yeah. And then I was like, well, we're going to have to First go to First game's Mezcay. at 7.30. Yeah. Then you have the nine 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 thirty or ten o'clock games. Then you got the twelve thirty game. Sometimes there's a three o'clock game. 
it's, 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 if it's you like, like soccer, that's incredible. a good time. Chris, I can... Then you watch I, Sunday Night Baseball? I mean, I will hear on. some of what you're saying because there's a... I, de- I detest to the point where I'll mock them to their fans, to Ohio State. I hate Ohio State. Oh, yeah. And the only thing I can point to in my entire life for having that feeling is because James Potter, my college roommate, one of my best friends, he was a Michigan fan. And so he detested Ohio State. And I just, okay, that's it. All right, screw Ohio State forever. And so if someone else is super into a rivalry or into a sport, I can see how you get pulled into that. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I, we did a thing for a little bit where we went to some baseball games. Yeah, yeah. Went Cleveland, to Pitch, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh to see the Yankees. Yep. Cleveland um, to see Houston after they won the World Series. Yes. In which that's... Um, the, 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 asterisk. The, uh, yeah, <laughs> asterisk. But the, the Cleveland trip was fantastic because that's where we learned about putting peanuts inside a yes. bottle of Coke. Oh, my God. And we, wa- we went at Cleveland... We went to a soccer bar to watch Champions League final. Yes. Liverpool, Real Madrid. God. Yeah. That's where <laughs> I was. And it was packed. Yeah. It was a we hell were of, shoulder to shoulder like it was an hell, hour and a half before the see, match I think even the thing, started. And, and this great. is what I think. I think hearing about that trip sounds like a nightmare to me. But I bet you being in the moment, it was oh, probably fun. Oh, yeah, it was, it was a fantastic trip. We're, teaching somebody, so major league, somebody from the South about the South. So to bring this back around... <laughs> Me, like having baseball on in our studio in the middle of a football podcast seems like sacrilege. And yet knowing that Reed likes it, I'm like, all right. Because I don't feel like I have to kiss Reed's ass. I feel like we could put anything. You can. can. (laughs) But it's one of those things where him being into that, I'm like, all right, Marcus Stroman's pitching. Sure. I know that name. I know he's good. I watched him in that world. What was the world classic where the, uh, all the yep, countries yep, played? Yep. And Strowman set the world on fire. Yep. Okay. I know a little bit sure. about this guy. I can watch the sporting event now because we're reaching that point where there's nothing else to do. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I'm. We're at the point where I'll have. I. There hasn't been one day or evening since opening day that I haven't had a game on at some point during the day. Part of that is because of like fantasy team and stuff like that. Like I'm watching games I wouldn't normally watch, but I the <laughs> analytics, like the numbers part of it, is so fascinating to me. See, Ex- I think exit maybe velo, that's- like spin rate on the pitching side of things. Like I am so fascinated, and it's and it, a lot of it is is starting to come into the broadcast. Okay, but so like they talk about it, and it's just like, yeah, that's the. But I, okay, but both of you, I watch guys get wrung out, and all I do is I watch the pitcher throw balls, and then they punch that guy out, and I go, okay, I don't need to watch this sport. Yeah, this sucks. They're <laughs> showing it right now. Even yeah. even by the time a home run happens, and then the batter is Boo. about to touch home plate, they already have the exit velocity yep. up, the yep. projected distance on the yep. home run ball. Nerds, yeah, nerds. Yeah. I'm 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 into it. I'm nerds. all into it. Oh, you guys are killing me. We got to get back to football. I mean, they're doing the same thing in football. Sick. They're doing the same thing in football, and it's football, and it's amazing. Baseball is amazing too. Yeah. Oh God. They're Base- doing what? What, are the, what is what is uh, Sunday Night Football do on every broadcast? They put up the, every field goal 
Here I thought yeah. you and I had made Every inroads. field goal has got the field goal tracker. Yeah. Would have been good from 67 yards. I thought that yards. and I had made progress from the Hatfields and McCoys thing with the Traeger versus the non-Traeger. And we're going right back to it over baseball and football. And just, This I is worse than the Traeger. Drew, you know that baseball has its own Ed Hockley called Angel Hernandez. Oh, yeah. he's the worst. <laughs> he's worse than Ed. Ed's bad. It's, He's worse than Ed. It's just a mess. It's all a mess, and I can't do it to myself, at least not yet. Yeah. Call me in July, and maybe I'll give a damn about any of this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I think a great place to start, if there's a question I could ask you as we pivot towards football, what does it mean to you knowing that you are now the longest tenured active Buffalo Bill? <clears throat> He's got a clear throat for it. I love it. Um, it is, uh, it's an incredible honor, um, something that when... Uh, when I first signed, probably didn't cross my mind as a realistic goal. You know, well, you're just trying to make the team of, at that point. Because the tenure of long snappers in the NFL. Longest at, 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 that's the longest of any position. Yeah. Average uh, career. Because if you're in, you're in, you're in. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's humbling at the same time because come a long way. But also, it says a lot about where we've come as a team, uh, because this is only my seventh year coming up, mm-hmm. and we, you know, it turned around rapidly. Yeah, pretty quick. I mean, with Jerry signing in Houston, you're the last one in a Bills uniform right now who was still around for the, the we'll call it a shit show that existed before. I, you can respectfully just kind fair. of that's fair. From a, from a the coach had never spoken to you. Fair. The coach had never spoken to you before. Sean McDermott came and had lunch with you. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, fair. this is the difference. It's it, it, there's a difference there. Now, what I love is, does it make you feel old? Because you're not even thirty, and doesn't you're the old. Feel, doesn't make me feel old. Um, because nah, nah. All right, it's. I don't know. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. I'm not saying I don't know. To, to does it make me feel old? I don't know when. Like when do people normally start to feel old? Uh, for me, it was the moment I turned thirty. Uh, See, but like when I turn thirty, I'm probably not gonna be like, "Oh, I'm old." 
No, oh, I feel I'll, old. Like I, like of thirty, both my knees started to hurt in ways that they didn't different. before. For for Drew, it was uh, <laughs> last week when he struck out looking and slow pitch uh, softball. Oh no! Do you see the video? No, I didn't. Oh my god! We'll show it to you um, afterwards. Mark Smith, Rock, the, yep. the, the, the guy who sent in this this horrific. I know Mark. Gun. I know Mark's Twitter account. So I don't know Mark personally. Mark not only got the video, he's going to put it up on the screen in okay. front of you. See, this is the beauty of our new studio. He's going to play it for you. Well, he pulls it up. He he also paid real hard earned American dollars to have the Titanic music put behind it. Look at that! I just watched it come in. Play, 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 uh, play it again. I even laid off. It's full screen. Oh my god! Wait, how is that a strike? It hit the plate. It hit the oh, very hit the front of the plate. That's the rules. Rules. All it has to do is touch the front of the plate. No There's, doesn't way. that look like it's going to be short? In my defense. Well, that- I mean, it doesn't. Why are you standing so far back? <laughs> if it just has to touch the plate, if you swing. Yeah, that's your fault. That's hundred percent on you. The, be- the, be- the best is that this is uh, this oh is my al- gosh, this is almost to five thousand views. That's almost a, to five thousand views. Five thousand people watch me strike out and slow pitch softball. I'm gonna retweet that later. We we said it's legitimately like it's yeah. on the Mount Rushmore of most egregious things you could do wrong in a, just any sport, rec yeah. sport, doesn't matter. Strikeout looking. Looking in slow pitch. Backwards K in slow pitch softball. In slow pitch. Yeah. So. That's pretty good. So th- that made me feel old. Of course. Where I was okay, like, holy fair. shit, how did this yeah, I don't. Happen? I don't know when. I mean, it doesn't. Nah. I mean, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm still in my 20s. So I guess I don't feel old now, but. I mean, I don't know. But talk by NFL standards. Talk to me in a couple years. By NFL standards, you're a veteran. You're a seasoned oh, yeah. vet. Yeah, yeah. Grizzle. I mean, yeah. Yeah, sure. I don't feel old, though. All right. I don't feel old. You'll get there. Oh, I, I don't feel wait. old because I'm not. I may be the longest tenured on the team, but I'm not. You're not the oldest I'm not guy. The, I'm not the oldest guy. I don't have the most years mm-hmm. in the league on the team. So it's not. I mean, maybe when it gets to that time, maybe. Hopefully, uh, you know, when it gets to that time. But, um, no, I, I. Going into a season like this one, right, the Bills are. There's a lot of outside pressure on this team to succeed. There's a lot of expectations. There's a lot of people who feel that this team is going to be highly successful this season. It's pretty much, I mean, it's driving a national narrative. It was enough to land this team the opening night game to start the NFL season. Mm -hmm. Being one of these tenured veteran core members of the team in this kind of leadership role, is there any more gravity to it now going into it with that knowledge? <clears throat> um, I would say, I mean, I think um, from a I'm trying to think the best way to explain what I'm thinking. I think the best way from a when you take a step back, maybe from a fan's perspective, um, it's easy to say that mm-hmm. because of the emotional investment over a long period of time. Seeing success, you know, Mm -hmm. not calling you old. You saw saw the success in the 90s. literally a decade old. You saw the success in the 90s. Yeah. You went through, you were a fan through the drought, Mm -hmm. and now we're kind of kicking it up a notch. And, and, you know, we've been, we've had success these past couple years. Um, I think it comes with the territory. I think, um, 
Brandon Bean and Coach McDermott, I think uh, they've done a great job of putting together a team that is capable of going all the way. Um, as a vet, it you know, as a vet, but as a snapper, I would say <laughs> I, I I would say I view the season and the team just I would say I view it differently because I have a broader view. I take a broader oh, sure. view um, than than some other guys who are insane. You know, I'm not saying I'm not, but insanely narrowly focused on game plan, matchups, all that kind of stuff, right? I have a set. I have film that I watch, mm-hmm. I have matchups that I watch, but I, I like to take a broader view on... How's it? You know, I, I have enough. I have enough years under my belt now where I can say, okay, we're good enough on offense to outscore any team, mm-hmm. right? Our defense is good enough on defense to stop any team. But a top five defense since Sean McDermott def- showed right, up, here. exactly. It's, it's incredible. They've done a great job. I think um, it's and and I've told a bunch of people, and I think this is a great. This is maybe a good answer to your question, but. Um, when people ask me about the Chiefs game, the playoff game, mm-hmm. when you get, and like I said, the, the, the guys in the building have done a great job building a team to win now mm-hmm. and reach and get to the Super Bowl and hopefully win it. I think when, when people ask me about that Chiefs game, when you make it that far, when you're in the second, third, last round of the playoffs – the margin for error is so minute mm-hmm. because and people a lot of people don't understand this and I told a lot of people this over the years people think that and it's, it's and I'm going like way off tangent here because okay. so many things are going through my mind that's what this podcast um, is <laughs> it's, it's guys sitting around drinking beer talking football okay let me answer your question first to answer your question uh, no because I think this team has learned to play with a target on their back. Mm-hmm. And we've been successful doing that. Okay. So to follow that up, um, so when people, see, you know, people are like, oh, it's such a good game. You guys are so close. And it's just like when you get that far and you have a game like that where it's two teams performing at such a high level. That's right? an all-time For game. Si- all-time That's going to go down in NFL all-time history time as game. one and of the most lost, watchable And I hate games. to admit it, but it's an all-time game. All-time game. Um. For better or the, worse, the, that there's get there's there's on there's hundreds of times. Hundreds of times. There you can count the the number of plays on one hand, like that games games like that come down to. Yep. Right? Yep. Because the skill level is so close mm-hmm. across the board. And what, what a lot of people don't understand is they're like, oh you know, blah blah blah, team is so bad. Alabama could and Alabama could beat this team. It's just like that's not true. <laughs> that's okay? not true. That's not true. Um, the 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 skill, the difference in skill level from team one to team thirty two is like this. Oh yeah, no, it's it's, it's you, and we saw some of that. And last that is year. why there is so much parity in this league. We saw some of that last season. You know, I hate to bring it up, but the yeah. Jacksonville game. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a three-point game. Yeah. We, we said it uh, during last week's podcast, the one that we dropped uh, last week. The Bills were five and three on the road last year. 
all three of those games. Tennessee. Decided by three points. Tennessee, Arizona. <clears throat> no, Arizona was two years ago. Guys fought Tennessee, like hell. Jacksonville, and... Tampa. Tampa. Fought like hell. Three points. Yep. Three points to a great team like Tampa. Three points to a team like Jacksonville. Any given week, a team can come in with a game plan. A team can just get fired up yep. behind something. Yep. They rally around something. It's... It, yep. It's hard to stop it. Just get Urban to kick him a little bit and get fired <laughs> up. <laughs> but so it's it really is just just hearing from your side of the fence the way this is. I think it does a lot of our listeners good to get, sure. get that reaffirmation of yeah yeah. Everybody's kind of close together here. We're all talking because yeah. you know, yeah. we as fans we look at the league and we go. These teams' points per game are this, and this team's way up here, so obviously they're going to dominate Team X. And it's like, no, it's every Guys don't Sunday. Look at that. I mean, yeah, you, yeah, you yeah, don't yeah, care yeah. about those stats. They don't mean no. anything to you. Um, no, I mean, it, it's we, and you, you guys know, the fans know, we've had the, the large core of this team together for. Three years, and now. I think that that continuity is important. Yeah, I, I mean, really how many do. starters are returning from last year? Well, that's it, Out and that's 20, why it 22 feels, starters, and that's why it 19, feels like twenty guys coming back. Regardless of what gambling outlets might think, regardless of what the media might think, I understand why you guys as players feel like this is this might be the year that we have the most complete team in the NFL sure. because you've grown this core of players. And then you factor in who they've brought in to kind of support and who they've drafted to bring in. It does look like one of the more complete rosters, or at least complete enough where the deficiencies that the roster has aren't... Every team is going to have warts. It's the NFL. Mm -hmm. There's no perfect roster. Yours, the, the Buffalo Bills are so small that, or at least things that aren't going to be as impactful, that it's easy to see where all this optimism comes from. Now, specifically talking about special teams, your area of expertise, your role, you've talked about it here on our show before over the years, your role as special teams captain is to try to get everyone on the same page, make sure that through camp, make sure that through practices, everybody, you know everybody else's job, and your job is to kind of marshal this and say, hey, we as a unit need to accomplish X, here's your role, here's yours, let's make sure we're all on the same page. What does it mean to you knowing that in this season, the Buffalo Bills are returning, what is it, I'm looking at the numbers now, nine of their top 10 and 16 of the top 17 players on the roster from last season in terms of special team snaps percentage? Oh, sure. Oh, okay. It's all of the guys who played teams here last year and did so pretty well. Mm. I mean, I think you guys, if you look at the DVOA stuff, you guys were in the top 10. Outside of AJ Klein, you're bringing back. It's like you guys got the Blues Brothers. You guys put, right. the, you put the band back together. Yep. How how does that shape what your role is? Knowing that these guys don't all maybe need that level of attention to detail, co help with the coaching and stuff like that. I think it. Um, great question. <clears throat> I think it allows us to reach an even higher level of understanding with one another. We can. We can start further ahead mm -hmm. than maybe we would with um, with you know eight or nine newer guys, you know. Oh, for uh, sure. To fill in a I mean, lot of these those are guys positions. who get it on right. NFL Sundays, right? You know all right. of them. They know their assignments because yeah. they've been doing it. Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's um, it just 
it's uh, from like from a communication standpoint and uh, just an, a general understanding. I mean, uh, Coach Smiley has been great coming in, being the new coordinator, um, and then his assistant, Corey Harkey, who has previous playing experience. Uh, he's been fantastic so far. So they, you know, they're a great team working together. Uh, I think it's, you know, I think it's been great. Um, and like I said, it kind of it, it it allows us to to start with, you know, you hit the ground running. Yeah, well, exactly. You, you, you guys have that. I just want to hear it from you. I want to make yeah. sure that I, because I as a fan see that and I go, well, that continuity must matter. Sure. sure. Not for nothing, Coach Smiley. Best interview on after the snap, hands down. Uh, multiple people have multiple multiple people on social reached out and told us the same thing. So, yeah, as, he was as, great. He did a great job. As, go check that episode out. As the, the, as as the producer, uh, former, yep, former. Well, best. he's he is the best current special teams coordinator, uh, former uh, Air Force. All right. Um, so he's. Great stories, great interview. <laughs> he did a great job. I, I, Would, I, I, I he, 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 uh, he may hear this. He may not hear this. <laughs> Wouldn't have pegged him for the best interview. Okay. But he's, he's, he is a blast. I've known him for six years. You know, going on six years now. He came in uh, when he's I was. He's been with the Bills. He came for in, a in while. my second year. So we have a great relationship. He is. Um, he's somebody I go to for just about anything. But. Um, he he's been great to me. He I've learned a lot from him. He's done a lot a lot to coach me up over the years. Uh, great great interview. Provided a lot of insight. Good job, guys. Make sure you go check out that episode of After the Snap <clears throat> where he talks to Coach Smiley. Hilarious. I knew I'd do that again. Chris, can you fix that real quick? While we, <laughs> I am so sorry. <laughs> no, you bar- you barely. I mean, I can fix it. You. Nobody really saw it. No, it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there we go again. So the Bills made waves this offseason. And they pushed me a little bit closer to liver damage, thanks to Chris over here, by uh, going out and spending... I remember during the draft process, I said there is zero reason to ever draft a punter. <laughs> I said it. I'm not trying to irritate the special teamer in the room, but I said there is no reason to spend draft capital on this. I'll tell your brother the same thing. I said I, I said there's specialists. I don't know why you would spend draft capital on that. Reed, I, not only did I call the position, th- I called the round. It's, it's impressive. What, what are you, Muhammad Ali? Oh, yes. I called the I called the round and I where I knock him out and I, I picked the round. Okay, tough guy. Here's what I'll say. It's not just any punter. It's punt god. Punt God, that every fan, including this mutant over here, was pounding the table for in the offseason. Obviously, that's cool. But, you know, you're a rookie entering the NFL. And there is a learning curve for all of this. We watch this play out among so many positions. There's, I mean, I, I joked with uh, Matt Waldman this year about, uh, during our running back preview about how the only thing that this draft is missing is another Notre Dame tight end that'll just disappoint everybody for three years. There's certain positions in the NFL where the learning curve... I mean, I didn't think Dawson Knox would make the jump. I really didn't. But he was a project. A lot of these guys are. That's what these kids in the draft are. That's what you were when you were a young guy yep. coming into the league. You were yep. a project. 
So in that way, is it Ariza or Ariza? Uh, Ariza. Okay. Yep. So I don't because I don't want to butcher the kid's name yep. for the entire podcast. But Matt Ariza, like, see, I did the math. I crunched the numbers on just your career. You've worked with four different punters over your career in live NFL games. There's been four on the roster during live games. Okay. Ten counting camps. Just training yep. camps. See? Yeah. Yep. And dozens if you include whoever they brought in for tryouts because sure. you're the guy who's snapping to them during those tryout periods. I, I think that that makes you more than qualified to answer some questions about how hard the job of punting in the NFL is. Sure. Because I don't think it's fair to ask questions about where Matt Ariza is today if you don't know what the scope of difficulty of this job really is. I mean, if you had to rank in these three facets of the punter's job, power, accuracy, hang time, if you had to rank them in importance, how would that list shake out? That's that's a great question, honestly, because um, when you are looking at... Um, we want you to rank him specifically to the city of Buffalo. <laughs> Because that, because yeah. power is power is not a thing in Buffalo. <laughs> when you I are, accurate, I think it's accuracy. Yeah, when you're looking at NFL punters in general, you want you always want to try to have two of the three. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you can survive as distance, long as you have two. Distance, hang time, direction is what we say. Okay, you want to try to have two of the three. If you have distance and hang time. The guys can get down there and cover, Mm -hmm. right? If you have hang time and direction, they're probably not. They're not probably not going to return it. Mm -hmm. It'll just be fair catching a lot of balls. And if you have hang time and direction, they're or what? Which one did I already say? Hang time, distance, distance, direction, distance, uh, direction. direction. Yeah. So you in can any say, of the hey, three, I'm going to kick it out of the ten. Right. I can't get it in the air, but I can kick it out of bounds at the ten yard line. It, you you try to have two of the three. So okay. for I mean for for Buffalo, it's t- it's so tough because I personally think this is the hardest place for specialists to play. Mm-hmm. I'd say I'd guy I'd say that to every everybody that comes. I see those wins. I've said I say it to every 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 opposing team that comes in. They're specialists. We chit chat before the game. They're talking about the win, and I'm just like, this is another day. <laughs> this is just another like, day for us, guys. Home game, 20 miles an hour, like it's part of it's part of it. So if you can learn to snap, kick, or punt in Buffalo, you can probably do it anywhere else. Is, is just a general, just my my general rule. Um, but uh, no, I mean it's it's um, you know I, I've known a, you know we met a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. They were in rookie minicamp last week. I was out of town. And um, we had a couple practices this week. Uh, he's done a good job. It's, um, I mean, it's it's a competition. You're learning. And yeah, I mean, it, and, and that's the thing is he's yeah. he's a kid learning the yeah. NFL game. Yeah. So it's it's almost unfair to be like, hey, because I hear what fans say. This is where you and I like, like you say, hey, you as a fan, you're emotional. I see things from. A this is where I can take emotion out of it, and I can say, hey, that's a kid trying to learn how to do something better than a guy who's been doing it for four, five, six, seven years. But when you see Ariza and you look at the strength and just the power and the kicks that he has, is it, is it as advertised? Yeah. I mean, it it reminds me a little bit of uh, Bojo from a couple years ago, just the style of punt, you know, it's very powerful. Um, 
it's the um, <clears throat> the important the important thing is to be able to harness. That's it. That power. It's, it's hey, um, sometimes you don't want to outkick your coverage. <coughs> I, I mean, because look, Chris and I are two guys who constantly we talk about how we outkicked our coverage. That's great for us. You don't want to do it on the football field because bad things happen. Sure. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it's uh, like like you said, it's a learning process, um, and uh, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing how how both guys you know compete through all the for way sure. through. So and so part of that competition. It's a topic that's. Uh, I'm gonna choose some of this uh, <coughs> blackjack black gum. Oh Jesus, you're a brave man. Is it flavored? It, it's black licorice. Uh, it's, I'm good. Yeah, no, I, I told. <laughs> I said it. It tastes like the inside of a seven year old woman's purse. Uh, so keep talking. Sorry, I'm gonna smell it. <laughs> I love how he, yeah. he's inquisitive about the gum. You Mark, could, what have you done to this podcast? You could smell it, and then you could smell it, and then turn immediately to your left and place it in the garbage. Chris, like a lunatic. How old is this? A no, week. It's just a week old. A week or two. It's only been out of the shrink wrap for a week, and that's how hard it is. Why is it double wrapped? It because c- it's from the seventies. <laughs> so here's one of the things I love: this topic of holding snaps. Now. It's gotten a lot of <sighs> Matt Hawk was signed here specifically because he's a very good holder of the football. He he kind of helped Jason Sanders down there in Miami go on to a Pro Bowl season. And the Bills signed him because of uh, Brandon Bean said it as much. They signed him in large part because hey, his holding ability is top notch. So it's been talked about amongst the fan base. We've debated it amongst ourselves. People call into the radio station to yell about it. It's gotten so bad that a certain WGR 550 host. Yeah, you're out there, Nate. Fucking, you're crazy for this. Who hilariously doesn't own a grill, sous vide guy, came on this podcast and declared that he thinks during training camp he can hold one of your snaps perfectly with no prep. No warm-up, no practice whatsoever. He's going to come off the bus, come out onto the football field and catch a snap from you, put it down, laces out, perfect. Someone's going to kick it. First of all, what are your thoughts on this challenge? Uh, well, How I think ridiculous I, is this? I mean, I, I, I think I replied to him. Oh, for sure, you did. Yeah. Uh, I replied oh, this to is you guys. Yeah. I think this you guys posted, you posted the original yeah. He's going to have media credentials. He'll be out there on the, um, on the field. I... I <laughs> If he claims he can do it, then I'll give him a shot. You're not going to take it easy on him, are you? No. Why would I? Good. Good. I'm, um, I'm kind of on Team Nate for this. because What? Nate, yeah. Well, Nate's an athlete. See, that I didn't Nate, know that. Nate. Is he? He played quarterback. Somebody told me he played college he played, football. He played quarterback. He played Buffalo State backup, backup quarterback. He played quarterback at Frontier High School. And he called and himself the best also, holder in Buffalo. Yeah. The holder of the town. Okay. An elite holder. When did he Derek dub Carr himself of, that? Of holding. Uh, a week and a half ago. Oh, yeah. okay. Two weeks ago. After he, the podcast. <laughs> yeah. He played at Buff State. He went so, from Frontier to Buff State. Okay. And uh, I guess was specifically the holder. Okay. It oh, did, so he did. Like, he. He has game experience. Yes. Okay. At a collegiate level. Whatever I you want. I feel like that should. Whatever you want to call Buff State. Feelings on it. should, do but it, it doesn't. Not. It I doesn't. I'm. I'm. On, if he's done it in a game, then I don't see why he couldn't. Yeah. See, I'm on Team Nate because he's an athlete. I'm. I'm not on Team <clears> Nate <throat> because Team Nate. Nate's a guy who decided he no longer wants to play contact sports. Now he plays golf, 
and he's constantly uh, gaining weight than doing keto and losing weight and get he's not an athlete anymore I think he's lost that he he broke his ankle getting off a golf cart don't don't right, mock I'm golf li- I'm, made, I'm making light of the injury sorry Nate if, if this gets back to you know that I'm sympathetic to the fact that you did almost shatter your foot it could be an athletic trade off here I mean he could show Matt how to hold a field goal <laughs> kick and then also he can give you golf lessons because you picked up golfing. Is he good at golf? Yes. I, he's he is very, good at golf. He's very, he's very good. good. What's very good? Like a whole shoot uh, below an 80. Wow. Yeah. We'll see about that. We'll see. We'll see. But, but so Ask get, Nate if he's playing in the Bills media he probably uh, is. tournament I'm in sure a couple he is. weeks. I'm sure he is. You'll see him there. So... I guess my thing is, so, so this challenge comes out, we're all laughing about it, but is he making too light of how difficult holding at the NFL level is? Um, That's a great question, because I've never done it. When you watch From, the... So, so when your I career, think, uh, when you I watch mean, guys do it, does it seem like it's difficult? Because I'm sure you've worked with guys throughout college and throughout the NFL that... Repetition helps immensely. Okay. It doesn't take long to catch on. Okay. So it's something you can learn But in large part, the snapper, a good snapper helps. Okay. Because if the snapper's putting it in the same spot with the same laces every time, then that's a lot less on on the holder's plate to worry about. Okay. Does that make sense? So, then, so, so then, all you have to worry about is catching it and then putting it down with one finger, finger. with a finger. All you got to worry about is catching it and hitting the spot. Because the, the long snapper Cause does the, a lot of the heavy lifting. the laces will be phasing forward. All you got to do is, bam, here, put it on the spot. Make sure you don't Chris, how, cra- how crazy is it if that you, he knows how to do that? Like, he goes, oh, no, I could just I change my rotations, and I know just the, the right amount of torque and spin I can put on the ball to get the laces out of it. That sounds like something. Like, if someone were to tell me that if I didn't see someone do it in person, I wouldn't believe it could be done. Confirmed from Nate Geary. He is golfing in that Bill's media thing in a few weeks. Awesome. <laughs> um, uh, comes with repetition. Yep. Um, but if, it, like I said, if all you got to worry about is catching it and putting it on the spot, that's a lot easier than having to worry about catching it, you know, here, you know, behind your shoulder, or if it's low and the laces are off, then that's, you got to worry about catching it and then, and then spinning it or catching it and then putting it down and then spinning it. Some guys do it. Some guys try to, well, that's why like, I see, I see all kinds of stuff going I mean, on. It's, it's, so, so it kind of depends. It depends. So it with depends. that in mind, though, is this something that Ariza, having no experience holding in college, does he have a fair chance with sure. the reps that camp? And, there's a. Well, fair he, I, he's been. I think he he has been working on it. Exactly. Um, so this could yeah, be. Yeah, he a has legi- been working on it. So this could be a legitimate camp battle here. Sure. Hawk Ariza. Obviously, the team invested draft capital in one, but signed the other one to a a multi-year contract. So it's it's kind of a win-win for the team because the best man's going to win the job. The upshot is, is that they're banking on this kid maybe being able to learn that this one critical piece of this process. Everybody sees him punt and they say, okay, we think you can do this at the NFL. But there's a learning curve to this. Your job is to just 
be steady. How much pressure is that on you to just be like, hey, as long as you're steady, or is it, or is it the point in your career, does it not even matter? <laughs> um, a couple years ago, if you had asked me when I was maybe first or second year in, I would probably say there's more, you know, that there, there is some pressure. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think now, once the ball is out of my hands, it's out of my hands. All right. If I'm putting it in the same spot every time, then... Because you've gotten good enough that you know it's going to the same spot, so you just, hey, I did my job. Yeah. I'm right. ju- I mean, I'm trying to help whoever's back there do their job the best. So... Well, and that's... If I could put it in the same spot every time, then I'm, I'm doing... I'm doing my... I'm one, doing my half of the job. You're my, doing your 111th? I'm 111th. You're there doing you your 111th? Yep. The thing that Sean McDermott... I, Chris, I love this. I say that to my landlord all the time. When she, <laughs> she, he literally calls her the landlord. I know. I know he does. When she, does. when my landlord texts me about something, you know, like if it's like bringing the garbage or doing the dishes, hey, just trying to do my 111th. Love that. So as we kind of wind this whole thing down, you're an NFL athlete. Everybody has, I don't know, beyond winning the Super Bowl, because that's you wouldn't do this. You wouldn't put yourself through this, and most athletes wouldn't, unless winning a title every single year was on your mind. What it would feel like to hold a Lombardi, what it would feel like to know that you're the best at what you do, that you're on the team that is the best at what you do in your respective league, in your respective sport. Everybody has personal goals. For you, what are some of your personal goals heading into 2022? Um, I mean, I'm assuming one of them is uh, get a higher Madden score than your brother. Just maintain that. Like that, that's that's always on the list. It's always on the list. Always on the list. Um, a couple more would probably. I mean, just. Strictly individual. Strictly individual. What are your um, personal goals for the upcoming season? I mean, I think it's always a good. It's always nice to see a couple tackles on the stat line. Yeah, you you know what's that, funny? I is, looked at it. You've yeah. only had double digit tackles in a season twice. What? What are you talking about? I went to ProFootballReference.com. Double digits? No, not double digits. No, 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 no. More than one. Sorry. Oh, I was about to say. You've had more than one tackle I don't even have double digits twice. my whole career. I don't double think. digits. Yeah, you know, you're right. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Um, yeah. No, well, you you have have eight, a lot you have, of it is um, a lot of it is extremely circumstantial. Oh, yeah. Because snappers generally are the last down the field. So if we're making the tackle, it's probably not a good thing. No, that's fair. Which it which is just it's just because it's different from college where you guys all, are, in college yeah. you guys are down the field first because right. nobody can block right. you. It's very situational at the NFL level. Chris, it's, it's totally random. I still remember Mike Tolbert. Uh, yeah, I remember yeah. Mike Tolbert. You yeah. almost had a fumble recovery, and Mike Tolbert oh, took it away uh, from you. Seventeen, me. I think <laughs> he took it away from yeah. you. If it was he one, won that game. I would have been real mad. It was one of the funniest moments. Oh my! God. Yeah, I know. Did it again. See, well, he's too big for the studio. Sorry, yes. I, keep, I love I'll it. I keep wanting to stretch my well, foot out, but Blake, I'll stop doing that. Blake had a... Just stretch uh, it out. No, you're good. I, I keep kicking it. It's I already down. Kicking it Just stretch your leg out now. Stretch it out. Yeah. It's hilarious. <laughs> well, Blake had a fumble recovery earlier this year. Yes, he did. We, we played that for the yep. an intro on one of the After the Snap podcasts. Oh, it's... it's. I'll, I'll tell you, and when he got it, were you a little jealous? Like, I, I could have yes. had one. Yeah, it's... it's <laughs> 
Well, I, mean, it was, I can't. It was a typical. I've never had one at well, the NFL level. I've never gone. That one was like a typical college punt for whatever reason blake was down there first yeah. and it just went through the guy's hands yeah. and then blake fell on it but it was that's I, what i'm saying me, it's a very it's it's just it's circumstantial completely yeah. random whoever's around totally circumstantial but it was it, how, uh, how I mean, about this no it was a little bit sweeter because the fumble recovery was called by spear Odetis. How, how about how about this uh are, are you going to get into and win another scrap that was awesome. I hope not. Squabbles. I hope I, not. I, I get a text message from one of my buddies. He goes, the Reed Ferguson's got mad squabbles, boy. He's, he's looking him out there. I hope not. What What was it in that moment? Uh, he goes, nah, I'd rather not say. No idea. Just just in the moment. Just he, My dad is behind me in the stands going, isn't that Reed? <laughs> oh, that's Reed. That guy's twice his size. I looked at him like, hell yeah, Reed. Give it to him. Yeah, Give that was. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, it is what it is. We won the game. We won the game. We won the game. Ah, uh, see, this is what I love about you. you're Lost a gentleman. The battle. You're, you're Lost a gen- the battle. Won the war. Hey, I think he gave as good as you got. I watched the replay <clears throat> three times. Yeah, hilarious. Um, personal goals. Yeah, personal goals. Um, Madden score always <laughs> got to be higher than Blake. Madden you score can't always. lose to him on that. Um. I think all pro, all pro as far as individual goals, all pro is definitely top of the list. All right, Pro Bowl, um, sure. Mm-hmm. It's a little more, political. I would say, a little more biased. Little yeah, more, eh. it's a little more political. It's um, not. A, it's not great. It's not full season. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, no, that's you know just to continue um, improving. As a leader, on and off the field, I think is is something that I try I, I strive for um, every year. So and Smiley's done a, gr- a great job of helping me with that. So yep, this is, it's kind of the same. A lot of crossover. Oh yeah. Till like till I get the All Pro, you know, it, it might change after that. Oh yeah. But that's the general goals for every season Super, thus far. Super Bowl champion would be nice though. Yeah, we said individual. <laughs> yeah, that's not. In, team. I mean, that's team. Oh yeah, but yeah, team I would have said Super Bowl. Super Bowl champion. I mean, that's always the goal. The parade coming down yeah. Delaware Avenue. That'd be nice. That's always the goal. <sighs> Buddy, it's been fun having you in studio, catching up with you, Appreciate and just getting to do this Appreciate in a podcast that. form. Because I, I like the fact that Chris, it, it's, it's. First of all, the fact that he still talks to us is hilarious. Well, somebody's hilarious. Got, somebody's got to produce his podcast. No, but what I love is Chris and I grew up together. Oh, I yeah. know. That's what's wild sort of. to me is that we're all sitting here talking about this. You almost put Bob Kateris through the DJ table at my wedding. Yeah. Hilarious. <laughs> We've all got. I'll some- get in that scrap before I get in the other one again. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a lot of fun. Where can people find you on social? What do you have? You've already plugged what's coming up after this. It's sure. huge. You and Josh yeah. Allen yeah. getting to chop it up. Yeah. Where can they find the show and yourself on social media? Where sure. can they follow the Girls Mafia stuff? Sure. Plug it all. Yeah. Uh, so start with the podcast, uh, After the Snap Pod, uh, Twitter, Instagram, mm-hmm. uh, Grills Mafia, uh, Twitter, and Instagram, at Grills Mafia. And then uh, personal uh, Instagram, Reed Ferguson, and then Twitter, uh, SnapFlow69. And you're still I don't know if that'll, uh, if that'll ever change. A couple people have asked me if... if 
They're like, why don't you just use your normal name? You like, still, yeah, I've had it for a long time. Are you still taking FIFA challenges on Xbox? Of course. <laughs> I, I, I have... I don't really... I, I don't know if I've ever had anybody challenge me. No, because they're... I think I'm the best, I'm the best FIFA player in the NFL. Clip that. Whoa! Whoa, the cockiness from a dude who's so incredibly humble. I... I I mean, my rookie year before Coach McDermott got here, we had we had Playstations in the locker room. <laughs> of course, you did. And now look, Chris, and I was number we're, one. We're winning football games. I was number and there's one. There's no more FIFA in the locker room. Number one. If you guys are on what is it, Snapflow fifty? On Xbox, Snapflow fifty. It's my your, old college, college number. number. My username is. If you guys play FIFA, challenge Reed. Yeah. Please challenge Reed. He's up here. His, I'm begging his, you. Yes. Please. Yes. He's got a lot of time on his hands. Yes. His wife is in another state right now because it's OTAs. Challenge Reed. Yes. Please. Guys, this has been a lot of fun. But we got to get the hell out of here. I'm Drew Gear. That's Chris Kruger. This is Reed Ferguson. And this has been your Rock Pal Report.